The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in a knowledge-rich curriculum using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Joria Bono. I'm a primary teacher on the South Coast, founder of Tiny Voice Talks, and recently published author of Tiny Voices Talk. And I'm Caitlin Bracken. I'm a year one teacher in Buckinghamshire. I was a speaker on Toria's podcast a little while ago, and I'm one of the contributors to her book as well. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in history and physical education with a beautiful Hindu myth on the nature of grief. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for grief awareness, which should help you find the story of Yami and Yama. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator as of November 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously and sensitively illustrated by Heather Zeta-Rose, which should be with you in time for National Grief Awareness Week. Don't worry if you miss that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you're also supporting this podcast, so we can keep sharing these off-the-shelf lesson ideas every week. Right now, though, let's conclude our discussion with Caitlin, Toria, Yami and Yama. It's, it's been a really moving couple of weeks, actually, talking about this story with you both. So we're going to finish it with some physical education just to, to get uh, ourselves moving and, and shake it all off. But before we get there, let's let's start with the history that you have uncovered, Toria, for ages 7 to 11. How are you going to explore history with those ages? Well, it's timelines is what I was thinking. So timelines, oh, I think, I are really tricky for children to get a concept mm. of. They really are. And if we look at evolution and we look at the, the normal timelines we're talking about, because I've just done timelines with year four and they find it really tricky. They don't actually understand that, for example, the Egyptians were around at the same time as the Romans. They find that really mm. tricky to understand because everyone's got to be around at separate times. They can't understand that everyone's <laughs> around at the same sort of time, which is really fascinating. But I was thinking about timelining it, actually looking at the timeline of the story and mm. then potentially linked to that you could look at the timeline of the RE stories so it's very very much it's a link between RE it's a link between history it's potentially a link between maths as well but actually looking at timelines because I don't know enough about the Hindu story of creation to fully timeline it so I would need to Mm. research it fully to actually understand exactly how that would look from your story I've got an idea but I think I would need to research it even further but I I think that actually getting children to consider timelines would be a really nice one you could do the history of time because actually history of time is fascinating the history of calendars Mm -hmm. the Roman calendars the various different calendars why did we need a calendar why did we need time 
because that's a really interesting one for children to go into. And from this story, a really easy one to go into, yes, actually, isn't absolutely. it? absolutely. Yeah. You know, why do we need time? And where did time come from? I think there are a number of different ones and, we could, and you could look at the different calendars that exist. You could look at the fact that you've got, even right now in this world, we go by one calendar, but you also have other calendars around the world mm-hmm. and also huh, just thought of this this is really genius everyone <laughs> um, <laughs> i love it when i get an idea the fact that our calendars are linked to the sun and the moon the fact that easter changes every year but that's got to do with something in the solar system i think but i might be that's, wrong that's the, yeah, it's, it's right? the lunar cycle that oh, changes according people. to that yeah and i'm pretty sure every religion has something along those lines although having said that there are some denominations of christianity where easter is a fixed date every mm. year so it's not like 100 there are always the exceptions aren't there to, i was to thinking just, of just our, yeah, i always think our easter holidays are interesting because they shift around yeah Yes, yeah. That, I think, would really lend itself... You'd probably be looking more sort of upper key stage too because mm. it is quite it's quite in depth all of that really looking at all of that it but is yeah. but I mean here's where the other sort of element of genius that you maybe didn't even realise oh, uh, Toria I love is... the fact that I'm genius without realising it <laughs> <laughs> once again you've managed to link to discussions that we were having just a couple of weeks ago uh, with our Armistice Day story Yay! and the conversations that were coming out there because I'm pretty sure again Nicola was talking about timelines there in fact mm. I think both Nicola and Bex were talking about using the World War One story that we were looking at as a way of exploring timelines mm. and, and setting when things start, when things end, where it comes in history. So you really could have your whole month's worth of history teaching and also maths teaching sorted with just these two stories. One thing that I'll, I'll just drop in here, I can't remember what story we discussed it with, but we've mentioned in the past how time is probably the only unit of currency if you like which is absolutely universal around the world mm-hmm. because everybody talks in hours and minutes and days and it's probably got something to do with the fact that time changes depending on what line of longitude you're along but it's still going to have some sort of way of connecting back to the time somewhere else in the world you know there's still going to be that connection there so uh, it's, it's a fascinating area to explore and I th- I'm sure you'll have plenty of rabbit holes you and your class fall down you you and your class especially toria given that that's that's how i see your classroom working well shall i tell you something well it is i'll tell you something my lsa told me the other day which was fascinating the fact that actually the end of world theorists the only end of world theorists because they want time to be dispersed because they want to live in a world without time Hmm. i know these are the discussions he and i have so there you go why would you want to do that though i don't know the moment you don't have any time things just stop that's probably Actually, you know, that that does make me think of a conversation um, my wife and I were having just earlier on today, which is like, don't, don't you feel annoyed about how the moment you finish something, there's always something else that then comes along mm. that needs to be done. You know, it's just always so stressful, the fact that you always have something else to do. So maybe that's what those end of world theorists want. They just want to clear their to do lists and not have to worry about anything else. So on the topic of movement, then we can segue quite neatly down into age is four to seven where we're going to be getting physical with you Caitlin is that right? Especially in sort of reception year one we're looking at children's sort of fundamental movement skills so I thought we could tie into the animals in the story and look at Hmm. different ways that children 
can move like the animals in the story. Nice. Bring in the fantastic piece of music, the carnival of the animals, mm-hmm. and then just sort of letting the children have some fun with it. I know with my class on the occasions where I've said move like such and such an animal not one of them does it the same and all of them end up (laughs) laughing by the end of it so i think it's quite a positive kind of activity but i guess you can also sort of tie Mm. into the whole theme of grief and recovering from it because there's all that research about exercise and endorphins and stuff being good for your mental health improving Mm. your mood and you know even with the little ones you can kind of bring in that idea if you're feeling sad sometimes it can help if you're doing a bit of physical activity getting yourself moving a tenuous link to the story perhaps but not so tenuous a link to the theme. Oh, I don't know about that. I think that links very strongly to the story because I I think it was even you who brought it up earlier, Caitlin, that the the fact that it's one long day means that Yami is just stuck Uh, on one long day and it's the moment night is introduced that you get the movement that allows her to process and allows her to progress. So that movement of time sort of changes changes things for her. Exactly. There's a very strong link and and a very good one to end on as well because, yeah, like you said, I, I think this podcast should probably be uh, a sponsor of Carnival of Animals because I'm sure you've brought that one oh, up. I've brought it up before. <laughs> yeah, 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 I have. I really have to not bring it up every time because I love the Carnival of Animals. <laughs> That's all we have time for in this episode, folks, and indeed this story. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can enjoy knowledge-rich learning in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Now we'll be back next week with our final story of the year which will help us prepare for Christmas. And we'll be preparing for it the Mexican way with a fun and musical pasada through a Mexican village. Right now though, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon so cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. soon